Welcome to another episode of Syntax at the Artist Finals 2020. With me, I got Ben McMillan from the Graphic Design Department. My name is Chef Van Beers from Syntax. Yeah, Ben graduated with a project called Full Auto Foundry. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Ben. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, we're going to chat a bit about, about your project. Yeah. Um, it's in the graphic design show, which uh, I visited this morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, invita- in invite only, of course, this year. Yeah. Yeah, maybe uh, I can just read the description from the handout at oh, yeah, uh, sure. the show. This is what Ben wrote about his project. In full auto foundry, I wanted to know what it would be like to design like I text. In texting, you can spam a keyboard and a string of words will likely emerge. Was there some way I could allow myself to design like this? I was interested in the ways a device or method could auto-complete a letter or an entire typeface for me. During a workshop connected to full auto foundry, both the physical side of type design, sketching and lettering, and the digital side, converting to a usable typeface, were automated. Participants were able to sketch a letter using a series of tools and had a .ttf typeface on their computer in minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of explains the the project, yeah, really short. Maybe you can explain how this concept takes shape. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's uh, two sides to the project. There's the analog for, uh, side of it, so the sketching on paper with, with pen, and then there's the digital side of, um, of the project as well. I started with the analog uh, side of things, so um, how it came about was just I wanted to kind of realize a way in which I could in some way auto-complete my sketching. Um, and for that, I came to uh, the conclusion of using stencils because to me, they're, they're kind of a way of auto-completion, uh, automation, just because they're predefined shapes. Um, you, can't, you can't change them. So you can just put them on the paper, use a pen, and then you've got a shape already completely yeah. completed, set in its, you know, current, like, yeah, there's like basically like you you pick a starting point and a stencil auto completes it to a yeah, shape. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. So you just kind of move the pen and then you have a triangle, then you have a, a circle, then you have yeah, whatever. Um, so yeah, using these shape uh, stencils that I made, and also uh, in conjunction with these kind of like dot card punch card type stencils that I also made, you can create uh, letters from them. So the idea within the workshop would be that you'd first get given a, uh, like a, a punch card um, and then you'd be asked to do like place five, six, seven random dots using that card. Uh, and then you'd be given a shape card and then you'd have to, the idea of the workshop would, would be that you'd have to connect two of those dots with the shape, any shape on that card. And the kind of fascination for me would be like, can you design a typeface without really thinking too much about it. So within the workshop, the participants wouldn't be asked to, like they would be kind of told not to, don't have in your head like an A before you start, just kind of draw a shape on the paper and then just see where that takes you and then draw another shape and then another shape. And then maybe after a while, okay, an A would form or an H or an I, or maybe no letter at all. The idea was just to kind of like see if you could kind of spam the kind of paper with the shapes and then maybe a letter would form. Uh, yeah, and then the second part of the project is the the digital side, and that came about because um, after doing the more analog side, the whole idea of like this automation of typefaces kind of fell apart because I'd have all these sketches of letters, 
and then I'd have to manually feed, manually feed them into a scanner and then manually import them into a type design application and then manually have to trace them with um, a pen tool. And that kind of like, uh, that, that whole project kind of fell apart because it wasn't, it wasn't obviously automized at that point. So um, the digital side is a uh, kind of like this machine that I made from a scanner of Raspberry Pi and uh, a script that I wrote that once you fed in A to Z of sketches, it detects that there's 26 um, files and then it just automatically vectorizes them and then automatically imports it into FontForge, which is an open source glyphs typeface application yeah. and then it automatically exports it as a dot wof and a dot ttf file and then automatically logs into like the, the foundry website and then uploads them there so the digital side is completely automated you don't even have to like see the screen to have yeah. your typeface ready and it takes about like four minutes to yeah from it's like sketches to did to the digital oh like the like a whole typeface four minutes uh, yeah, so the sketch, well, the sketching yeah, like, side, yeah, yeah, that depends. So that can be like, at the moment, my workshop that I've kind of formulated is like an hour, design a typeface in an hour. So you, you get like two minutes for each letter to sketch. And then mm -hmm. once you've yeah. done that, you then just feed it into the machine and then it takes about four minutes. Yeah, what, what would you, because you, you've done type design, uh, type design yourself quite a bit uh, during your studies, what's... How long does it usually take for you to make a letter? Like now you say it's two minutes oh, in the yeah. workshop. What would you, like how long would you spend on a letter if you would not do it in the full auto foundry uh, uh, workshop? Well, it can take, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I think it's like, because um, I don't think I've actually ever made a completely finished typeface <laughs> just because <laughs> right. it takes such a long time. So it can yeah. take like, I mean, you can do a sketch of like a letter in like a day or even shorter. Uh -huh. But then maybe it doesn't look nice. And then maybe once you've made all the other letters, it depends what kind of typeface you're making as well, mm -hmm. of course. Like if you're making a really refined, kind of sleek looking typeface, it could take years to finish. Um, but if you're look, making this like super experimental thing, maybe it takes a day or right. a week or whatever. But then it's still like a full month for yeah. a full typeface at yeah, least. And yeah. now it's an hour in a workshop, yeah. two minutes per letter. Yeah, yeah exactly. So... Kind of like the that was also part of this project was like the interesting side of like how could I speed this process up and how could I get rid of this like hours and hours and days and days and months and months of um, yeah type design yeah exactly like also when you when you're describing how you um, came up with the the automatization for the converting of the font from physical sketches to the digital typeface you really like found a solution to keep the same speed as the the workshop it starts with yeah yeah exactly because yeah that was one of the kind of i mean when i started the project when i did the the analog side of it it just made no sense that then you'd have to manually do everything and then that could take a whole day yeah so exactly then just yeah. to keep that yeah the tempo was really important for the project otherwise it was just like yeah okay you, there's some stencils and you, you do some sketches right so, yeah yeah i mean both sides of the project are i think equally important just because yeah and also now i think it's more of a full project or more of a full workshop because you can actually go and do this and people will actually have the thing at the end of the workshop whereas on the other hand you know they would have a bunch of sketches yeah and that would be it and now you have an actual functional typeface which is way more exciting of course yeah yeah exactly and that yeah that's also because i feel like the past two and a half years i've been like running this type club 
right. within the department or within the school. And that's kind of one of the things I kind of wanted to not solve or like address, but just I was just mm. like curious if it could, these sketches that were done in the type club, because there's always like these like kind of ugly or beautiful or really rough or really sleek, sleek sketches. That Very conceptual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they always like just remain on paper all the time. So then for me, that was just like, can I, is there a way that these sketches could just be like instantaneously made into a workable, usable typeface that's right, digital? Yeah. So that was also a part of this project that kind of is how it came about. A right. Bit. Yeah, one thing I was thinking about, because the project, of course, is called uh, Full Auto Foundry. You talk a, bit, a lot about automizing a lot of things. And I think a number of years ago, maybe 10 years ago, uh, I think in graphic design and uh, other fields of design as well, people were very much into generative design. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is, which kind of touches upon a same, kind of same way of thinking, but it goes about it also really in a different way. Like, I think when I think of generative design, it's always very computer generated. You know, like uh, a designer who functions more as a developer sets yeah. up like these rules uh, of code and then the computer can generate a lot of outcomes really fast. Mm -hmm. I think that was what that was mostly about. And then your project kind of has an approach that, you know, there's, there's a few similarities and a few differences. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really funny that the, like one of the starting points for you was the, the autocorrect and text completion on, on your phone, the text prediction, yeah, which is of course something very digital kind of in that generative, generative design kind of, uh, lane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think like the human element in your workshop is very apparent compared to this generative design yeah. way of thinking. Yeah. I, I really wanted to keep the, yeah, the human element in because otherwise it is just, you get a machine to do all the work. And I, for me, that's just not so much fun, I guess. Cause it's nice just to keep the, yeah, the kind of this like workshop feeling like the, per the participant is actually contributing and then the machine just kind of like helps rather than like the machine just like takes the work and then produces it for you. Yeah, I wanted right. to have like input and then output that's assisted rather than just kind of like done by the, the kind of automized machine type thing. Yeah. And I think also it, changes the outcome a lot like if you mm -hmm. have a computer rendering all your rules like all the lines will be super slick yeah and yeah like when i look at the typefaces from your project they all have this very analog feel or like yeah you can see like oh this is done with inked and not with um beige curves or whatever yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 that's that's also some i just find i mean even yeah, I, I just really like that quality because you, you can tell that it's not completely done by lines of code. It's, there's there's some sort of human particip participation in it. Um, and it was also quite an interesting part of the project for me was that um, because the kind of the, the digital side of the typeface making that generally takes a lot of time to do, it's completely automated now. There's now there's more time for just kind of like sketching really rough ideas. Yeah. and just getting them on paper and then just having some sort of like prototype for a typeface done in like minutes rather than just kind of like laboriously kind of sat behind a screen. Um, so yeah, for me, I, I think that's, it's, um, yeah, it's just more, I, yeah, it's just more interesting rather than, yeah. 
waiting for a computer to make your stuff. Yeah, I also wanted to ask about how the workshop came to be. Um, and maybe to s to get there, we can talk a bit about the 530 Type Club first. Yeah. Like last year, I actually interviewed you yeah. and a bunch of other people about student initiatives at the academy, of which 530 Type Club was one. So maybe you can like recap a bit what 530 is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, 530 Type Club or Type Club 530 is, um, it started within the... Uh, uh, graphic design department um, mm -hmm. and it was started by uh, just a bunch of so I think it was three of us who were just kind of making yeah. typefaces on the side and uh, we never really communicated with each other about we were making typefaces so um, it was always, always on like the periphery like never like hey I've made a typeface do you want to see it uh, what do you think give me some feedback oh right yeah. so then I think it was in second year we decided, oh, maybe there should be some sort of like space or like gathering or something where other people, not just us, can also kind of like come and then talk about the typefaces that they were making. And uh, yeah, and then it just kind of like kind of snowballed, like the snowball effect. It kind of like it started as a space just to chat about typefaces. And then that really quickly went in, kind of um, evolved into a more kind of like workshop based yeah. kind of community so yeah, that's where the name comes from right 530 yeah like it's, it's the moment after class yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's literally it's like that's when it used to start it, you start at 5 30 p.m on every like thursday or something like this and then mm -hmm. it was always this kind of like we didn't want it to be kind of like a top-down kind of club thing so like the people who found it were like no we're gonna do this we're gonna do that it was more like if you if you got an idea to like run a workshop, you want to test something out, or you want to just like talk about your typefaces, then just say, "Hey, next week I want to do this, this, and this," and then you can. Um, yeah. So yeah, now um, so me um, along with uh, Dongbin and Yoast start like started it, and now we're all graduating. But luckily enough, there was uh, enough interest and uh, people turning up every week, so it's going to carry on after we leave. Yeah. Um, nice. So yeah, it's quite exciting to see where that that goes in the future. Yeah, and so like ultimately you ended up doing workshops at 5.30. Yeah. I think that kind of inspired this project as yeah. it's uh, like the project in itself is workshop based. Yeah, totally. I think that was something that from the very start of this, like, this graduation year was that I, I really knew that I, I wanted to do something with um, kind of participation from other people. So I, I wanted to do this like workshop based project. Right. So yeah, that was just something that I really enjoyed doing, so it made sense for me to kind of carry on. Yeah, I was wondering, talking about workshops, what did you learn through 5.30? Because you did a number of workshops there, and I, I can't imagine that you didn't find out stuff about what does work and what doesn't when you're hosting one. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a lot of trial and error. And I think, I don't know, it's quite hard to exp explain because you kind of have to give people enough to grab hold of right in your like in the instructions or whatever you're you uh -huh. want to do but not, not and too much that they just kind of like follow it without kind of adding any of their own input exactly so yeah. there's always this like balance of like do i do you really want to be really super specific with the instructions or kind of leave it up to their imagination but then if you leave it up too much to the imagination yeah like if there's no limits at all yeah people no limits, don't know what to do yeah and then people yeah. just like freeze and then they don't do anything so it's always like I find it just it, you just need to give like a an interesting kind of like method of doing something. So like right. you just need to like 
uh, yeah, some sort of twist or something. So it could be um, you have to, I think like one of the early workshops that worked quite well was this like kind of um, exquisite corpse idea. So you mm -hmm. had a paper and you folded it and then you were just supposed to draw like the bottom section of any letter and then pass it on. So that, that kind of works quite well if you just have like this like solid idea for like a method. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Right. So like a method as in like very formal technical limitations and then yeah within yeah. that yeah yeah or like uh, i think another one that was quite fun to do was just really simple was just you have to sketch very kind of serious typefaces with your your weak hand what's a serious typeface? like you know like a like something with um yeah very like traditionally like technical like um try and make it is you know like just like the common like serif typeface or something right like, like a like a proper swiss yeah, yeah yeah something like that and you have to try and sketch it with your, your weak hand. So if you're right-handed, with your left hand. Um, and that was quite interesting to see the results from that. Um, nice. Yeah. So that, that also works very well. And then talking about Full Auto Foundry, what were the iterations of the workshop for this project? What changed along the way? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, because I think I saw in the exhibition you had several iterations of the, the stencil cards you made. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird because obviously... Um, for quite a lot of the time we were in lockdown so we couldn't actually hold physical workshops right um uh yeah the, the iterations uh so the, i did a lot of i did a few online workshops as well yeah so that's kind of like the big change because it was like yeah of course start it was i would send these kind of shape files to people who participated online and then they would kind of open that file with um, a few shapes on it and then use their screen as some sort of like light box. So right, they yeah. Place the paper on the screen and then sketch out the... Uh, yeah, like they would trace the forms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think also um, I, at first I had only like one step to the workshop. So it only gave like this shape card that had like a bunch of squares or a bunch of like circles on it. Of right. Sizes. And and not like the, the bunch hole card, yeah, which not you start the, with now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like now also, because obviously I was looking into automation, I kind of came across this like, these old punch cards that were used for um, weaving machines right? and also obviously early computers. Yeah. So I found that quite a nice process or method to kind of introduce some sort of like, yeah, that's the kind of like the program of the letter. So you first place mm -hmm. this kind of punch card down on the paper and then just using your, your pen, just place, draw like six or so random dots. And that, that's kind of like the skeleton or the program for the, for the letter that you're going to make using the, the shape card that comes afterwards. Yeah, it's also like this limitation or this yeah. first set of, yeah, it really sets a structure yeah. to then be filled in and then to fill it in again, you also come up with some sort of template, which is the yeah, shape yeah. card then. Yeah, and yeah, also it works quite well because it's kind of, it becomes a sort of like dot to dot kind of, you know, the, the, the obviously everyone knows what they, they yeah. are, so it just works well because right. people know what to do. Like, oh, there's uh -huh. two dots. Okay, I'm going to connect those two. Um, so yeah, that was like, that's what it is currently. Um, yeah, and it, it works quite quite nicely, I think. Um, but of course, there's still like lots of like, yeah, differences when you get different people to to do the workshop, which is great to see. Yeah, I saw that like within the forms, um, people still have variations on yeah. how they fill them in or yeah, yeah. how they uh, maybe even trace the form. Yeah, or, yeah. And I think that's something that uh, I've learned from doing the 530 workshops is that if you don't want someone to do something you have to be very specific about it because um 
I noticed that in the workshops, people would actually then start using the punch card, the, the dots as yeah. the stencils to draw the shapes. And I just didn't mention that. So then, then of course, it's, it's not a rule. So people just use it in any, any way they want. Yeah. And it was fine by you. It was fine by me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just a process <laughs> of, kind of learning how, how to run this thing. Yeah. Do you have any ideas where you want to take the workshop? Um, mm. Or what do you want to do with it? Like maybe not even on how to improve it, but just where do you want to take it? Yeah. So my my plan, I I really would love to just kind of like because it's this portable thing as well. So it's all yeah. I don't yeah, think that's, I didn't explain that. The, yeah. Yeah. It's in a kind of like a suitcase type thing. So everything you need for the workshop, the tools, the paper, the pens, the the machine itself, is all within that box. So I can just take it wherever I want. Apparently, the only place I can't take it is Australia because it's made out of wood. So apparently, you can't take wood there. So oh, okay. Yeah, but, anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so everything's in that box. So I could, my plan would just would be, and I would love to kind of just take it to other academies or um, kind of, yeah, uh, organizations or whatever, just like groups of people. Maybe there's other type clubs around that I'd kind of right, take it yeah. to. Um, so yeah, that, that would be the kind of my kind of goal for the future, I guess um yeah just to see what other other people how how they use it and then yeah i don't know just see what happens yeah basically. yeah when did you come up with the suitcase was that always part of the plan or was there some points where you thought like oh wait this is workshop and i need to do this in different places so like when like what wh- was that the way it came about or uh yeah i think it came it came along with when i decided i needed to um do the digital side of it because before right. it was just yeah. the kind of the the stencils and i was oh, i can just carry that if i'm doing a workshop in you know amsterdam or wherever i could just put it in my backpack and carry it but then then i needed this machine that kind of automized all the digital components of the of the typeface and then i was like, oh, okay that needs to be in some sort of like computer case probably uh but then i have to carry a computer around uh then Maybe it's a good idea if all the components are kind of together in one place. So I'm not like carrying the paper in my backpack and still tools and then also carrying this kind of like briefcase type thing with the, the, the computer. And it's just like, oh, maybe it just all sits in, in the same place and I can just turn up to wherever the workshop is and then just like put it down on the floor or on the table and just like open it up and go, okay, here's the workshop. Yeah, because I think now the setup of the suitcase is when you open up the suitcase, there's two halves and one of them has the scanner it has a small screen it has yeah. two buttons which is all you need yep, to <laughs> run the scanning process yeah. and then the other half has like the stencil cards right like yeah, a, yeah. a nice holder for all of them yeah yeah so yeah that's also i i also wanted that to be quite clear as well i don't know it's just a small detail but there's two halves of the, the whole project so i was like ah oh, just divide those two halves in a very in a very clear practical visual way as well yeah because then you're yeah physical side on the left or whatever and then the digital side on the other side yeah yeah i also was thinking because i think type design has been getting more and more in the picture over at the graphic department over the past couple of years yeah yeah of course with uh 530 mm-hmm. but also out of i think yeah your own interest of course, um, along with like the other people uh, mm-hmm. who started the 530 Club and the students who came interested in it. But yeah, I was wondering when did you become uh, interested in type design? Because I know you come from, you didn't start studying at Artes. No, yeah, I was studying in England for two, 
two years beforehand. Yeah, like were you already doing type design there or were there classes there or uh, did you come here to do it and then you had to do it yourself? What was kind of the... Uh, I think it was quite a slow, like maybe like, yeah, like a slow realization that I like doing it because when I studied in England, there was a tutor who was a professional type designer and me and a bunch of friends were quite um he, he would like give like small assignments out and he did like sketch a typeface or like make a really fast typeface and i think i had like a kind of a small interest back then but i never really participated too much when i was there and then as soon as i came over to um the netherlands to study at artes um i think it just like slowly got picked up its pace like interest and um and i was also sort of like around other people who were kind of very much into making their own typefaces so then i was like oh yeah i do like doing this <laughs> i'm gonna try i'm just gonna yeah i'm gonna try yeah. and become more involved with, within the field um yeah. so yeah i think it kind of started in england but very kind of like a small interest and then when i came here i was like oh yeah no it is it is interesting <laughs> this is what i want to do yeah this is this is what i want to do yeah yeah nice so yeah yeah and did you have any because we talked a bit about how you Run the workshop over Zoom or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or send around the files to classmates. Were there any other restrictions or things uh, that happened due to the pandemic that shaped your project? Uh, no, I think like my project didn't really get shaped too much by the current situation because mm -hmm. obviously like a ton of other projects did, but because because I could also run the workshop online, it didn't really change the like fundamental principles of the of the project itself. And there was like, there's no part of my project that really can like speaks about uh, COVID nineteen or like the current. No, exactly. Like, yeah. So it's just it was just like oh, there's a there's a, there's an obstacle. I can't do workshops in person. Okay, then I'll just kind of like translate it in some way online. The only problem, the only real problem with running it online was that I couldn't then get the sketches back very easily. Yeah. Um, or not at all, because maybe someone didn't have a scanner or they didn't have a phone that could take a good enough picture or something like that. So I, I, I could only do online online workshops were only the sketching side. They they never were, I was never able to, you know, do the whole conversion into a. Yeah. OK, because that's yeah. I think on the on the website of Full Auto Foundry, there is uh, one page called quarantine. Yeah. But it's only your. That's only me. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Like just to explain it a bit, on the website there's now a couple of pages. Yeah, there's I think there's there's three tabs. There's quarantine, there's type club, and there's WT. Two of those are in use. One WT is not because I, I wanted to run a, a workshop at the plus typography, but I haven't got around to asking. But I've just put it on the website anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, great. But the yeah the tabs uh obviously obviously stand for where and when the typeface yeah. was made. Yeah. And yeah, the quarantine one, that's all you. Yeah. So maybe because I think in the show, it's quite obvious to see, but maybe you can just maybe tell a bit between the, the differences in the typefaces between the two tabs, quarantine and uh, 5.30. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, the quarantine one was just, I f yeah, it's all my, all my typefaces that I produced like during the whole kind of process of kind of making this project and making this thing um so it's like it's from way, way back in like march i think it, it was the first one i made um and then up until yeah quite recently um the type club tab is just yeah the work i think i've done i've done two workshops in the type club in artes 
And um, yeah, there's a couple of typefaces that aren't a complete set. So like A, B and C are all different kind of styles. And that was uh, also quite an early one as well, um, quite uh, recently after we came back to school. Um, and I was still kind of refining the, how the workshop ran and like how much time it needed. Um, and so I didn't know if everyone was interested in making a complete set of A to Z characters. Yeah. Uh, did it make the typeface with one kind of shape stencil or? Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, that was also something. Um, yeah, early, the early workshops and you could just, they could just choose whatever shapes they wanted. So I just kind of like left the tools in the middle of like a table, like the table that we were all working around. Yeah. And then they could like, pick one up and go oh, okay yeah I'd, I'd like to put this this shape here and then they could pl put it down and then pick another one up and then they could do like another so it could be like a, a whole mix of different shapes but then for me i didn't find that so yeah maybe that's just me putting my own kind of like taste too much onto it but i, I found it no but i think it's good because like also when you talk about automation when you talk about generative design you know still as a designer you have to come up with the initial rules so yeah yeah I, yeah i guess that, that is a design choice yeah of course because like i i just think it looks better if they're all like of the same type of shape or something like that. it just it seems a bit otherwise it's just too messy yeah no, but yeah exactly because i think the more limitations you have in that sense the more the variations within those lines yeah, yeah. will uh, come to the front yeah exactly yeah i think if you yeah exactly yeah exactly if you give them too much choice the participants too much choice then yeah it kind of be overwhelming and maybe some quality is lost uh, or something like this yeah yeah exactly like when people like when a different group of people have to do the same simple tasks then you'll see the difference per person yeah. and yeah. yeah otherwise when it's get too messy like yeah. uh the personalities get lost or yeah like the yeah. signature or, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah um yeah i think we covered most of your projects yeah yeah maybe just in general how as the finals going this is the first day yeah it's uh yeah it's kind of right i think i don't know it's very strange because obviously it's not really a show it's just like a yeah you have to there's very limited amount of people who can come yeah. um yeah it's very strange i think today before uh one of the recent press conferences it was like people could come if they signed up but like now not even that so it's a very empty space at the moment, oh, I think. Wait, but well, like I, people, I don't know. People I'm, cancelled or... Yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm also quite confused about how what the hell's going on, to be honest. So, um, but are, I there, are, there, are there still any like people coming you're looking forward to, maybe from the field of graphic design? Uh, you yeah, would like to see I think, one, I think Thursday is like the professional day. So they, yeah. the, that's the day designated to them. Um, but I don't really... I, I think... Yeah, I don't really know who's... I'm so confused about what's going on. I don't really know yeah. who's coming, but I know that like Artel students can come on Saturday and Sunday. Mm. Um, and then like kind of family members and support can also come on um, Friday, I think af after the ceremony. Right. Do you, do you have any specific organizations or people in mind where you would like to take the project apart from Werkplatz? Yeah. I mean, I, I know a few people who uh, teach in different academies in the Netherlands. So like the Kabuka and, um, the Rietfelds, so I, was, I was thinking maybe I could just like ask them like, hey, yeah, no, of course. Do you mind if I would it be nice if I came and did a workshop? Yeah, I mean like uh, the schools are still open, so yeah, exactly. It's actually, yeah. quite quite an advantage for yeah, your project. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, other place. I mean like Florian even mentioned earlier the 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 new institutes. Yeah, the, of course. Yeah, yeah it's like places like this. 
it could be super cool to. I, I I'm not really kind of picky about where to be honest. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, you like you don't have a list yet. Or not anything. a list, yeah. Not like a different. No, yeah, like I mean, I get it. Huh? The insurance. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. And then maybe some more, you know, non-arty places. <laughs> just oh, like see. just like as an uh, yeah, standard, you know, a bank. <laughs> yeah, like just for corporate morale, like. Yeah, exactly. Like kind of when there's like a budget for like uh like instead of going to the escape room. They're now going to hire you to do a type design workshop. Exactly. Yeah. Just yeah, as yeah. much fun. <laughs> Maybe even more. Yeah. yeah. Really get to learn your colleague. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to mention uh, about the project? Or? No, I think we covered pretty much all of it. Yeah. I can't think of anything now. So. Nice. Yeah. Good luck with the show. Thanks. And uh, the professionals tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, wet. yeah, it's, it's Wednesday, Wednesday today. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for inviting me on to yeah. this as well. No problem. Uh, our pleasure. Uh, more episodes of Syntax at the Artist Finals are available at the same platform uh, as you're listening to our podcast now. And for those listening at the live stream, we're now going to our second mix of the day by a spectator and we'll be back this afternoon later with Joost Vullings, your ah, 5.30 colleague. Hey, nice. <laughs> yes. Should be good. <laughs>